0: Hello everyone, welcome to CMO Chats. My name is Ruth Rowan and I'm the CMO of Avanade. What does Avanade do? Avanade is the world leading provider of services in the Microsoft ecosystem. So essentially for clients all the way around the world who are adopting Microsoft or using Microsoft to run their businesses, we will help them deploy it, we'll help them understand the roadmap to do that, but we'll also manage and evolve it over time for them. So that means if you're in healthcare, that we're helping them use Microsoft to effectively deliver better patient care in consumer goods. We're helping them kind of move and develop products around the world in different ways and effectively helping all of our clients make a real human impact. And I love that. It's really understanding how technology is transforming our client's worlds in all the different ways that it does. And in fact, we've adopted that as our brand positioning in talking about doing what matters. What is the role of the CMO in one word and why do you choose that word? So it's really mean, I think, to make me choose one word. But if I had to choose one word, I'd choose the word growth. And growth in me is such a positive word. It implies things kind of changing, growing in the organic world. It's the beginning and start of a season. But for me in business, Growth is really the thing that implies that we are adapting to what's going on in the marketplace, that marketing's helping an organisation evolve respond to a changing markets and lining up and being able to provide services, products skills to that change in marketplace and I think that ultimately drives growth. And interestingly in marketing, you know we have so many different audiences that we look after and that we help an organization respond to. but all of those things whether it's helping recruit the best talent in the markets, provide services to our clients, influencing the people that advise our buyers, ultimately that all drives growth. So you've just celebrated your first anniversary as the CMO of Avanade. What were some of your learnings and insights over the past 12 months? Firstly, it's been a privilege to join Avanade as their CMO. And as I hit a year, I did have an opportunity to reflect and I'd reflect on three things. Firstly, investing time in really understanding the business and building relationships. Secondly, it's really important to articulate a clear vision and keep repeating that you can never spend too much time in articulating that vision and then thirdly prioritize a few things to change and then build momentum so you know you may have a list of 100 things but prioritize a few things and build momentum around those few things what are your biggest marketing challenges at the moment I think in our industry in technology there's so much changing in our world And if I think if I wind back just a year ago we were just coming out of Covid the world was beginning to come back to wanting more kind of face-to-face contact and in that year that's really dramatically changed and it feels like that need to connect is back with a renewed vigour if I wind back a year ago nobody had heard of generative AI or chat GPT, you know, as what we were doing in the background in some of our pilot projects in our emerging technology office, but it definitely wasn't mainstream and certainly wasn't in the public domain. So even in my first year in role, so much has changed. So that kind of pace of change is always an opportunity, but also a challenge in marketing. You know, you can write a plan, but that plan is going to need to flex and change several times through the year. But there are probably two things reflecting on big challenges at the moment. One is data. You know, it's the same in every function, in every industry, in every organisation. There is so much data now at our fingertips, being able to use that data and translate it into actionable insights so we can do something with it. You know, we become more relevant to our clients you know we can present information to them in a way that is relevant at the right time for them that we can help our sellers with the relevant data so that they can do the right thing that's always going to be a challenge so you kind know, using the data in our organization to build a really intelligent marketing machine and particularly as we interface with our colleagues in other areas such as sales the second thing I think is really interesting for me personally at the moment is also thinking about the client experience and really being able to join the dots across multiple parts of our organisation that touch the client at different stages of the client journey and making sure that that is consistent and that we're creating those magical moments, we're demonstrating value, we are providing relevance to our clients across all of those touch points and most of those are not directly in our control of marketing so absolutely we can control kind of how the client experience when they hit our digital channels and our website but as soon as we go into things like how we contract with that client how we deliver services how we celebrate ends of projects it's really thinking end to end around all of those touch points and that i think is going to be the big differentiator in the b2b space and particularly in technology services in the coming years You touched a little bit on generative AI, but how do you see emerging technologies such as generative AI have an impact on the role of marketing within the business? So generative AI is kind of the hot topic of the moment, isn't it? I think the whole world feels like it's talking about generative AI at the moment, including all of us as CMOs and in the marketing space. So we've been really privileged in Avanade because we are a joint venture between Accenture and Microsoft, that we've been working with generative AI, large language models and actually the emerging wider industry of artificial intelligence for several years. So I've had the privilege, I guess, of being able to see behind the scenes of some of the work that our emerging technologies have been doing in pilot projects for some of our clients before the explosion at the beginning of 2023 into, into the public domain of ChatGPT. And I think what's interesting is there's such massive value around large language models and other generative AI for all functions. And so the first observation is, if you're not thinking about it, if I'm not thinking about it, then we we will get left behind. There's so much potential for these new technologies to effectively come in and really help us make better decisions more quickly and get to a new level of delivery more quickly. So it's like automation on speed. And obviously, we, we've been talking about automation for a long time. There's a lot of fear-mongering, I think, and a lot of anxiety, and it's understandable anxiety is, will this take jobs away? You know, will we continue to need copywriters? Will we continue to need the creative industry? And certainly my observation is absolutely we will, but the roles will change. So Microsoft talks a lot about generative AI needing a co-pilot, and I see the market, that the roles that all of us will doing in marketing increasingly becoming the co-pilot of Artificial intelligence and automation. Generative AI will be able to write great copy that's kind of hygiene level copy. It's going to take a human copywriter to actually add the emotion, add the nuance, and that differentiation that's ultimately going to create something that people will want to read and that will be brand aligned with our tone of voice. So I think we're all going to have to lean in to kind of understand how do we work with these new models? How are they going to take a lot of the more repetitive work away from us? But then what does that free us up to do um, in our roles as marketers? And I'll give you a couple of examples that actually were live testing a pilot at the moment in Avenard in marketing. One is around kind of one of the pain points often we see in B2B marketing, which is the handshake between marketing and sales. And particularly where we find a new opportunity with the client at an event or through our digital channels and we're actually passing an action onto sales to follow up with the client. And to make that handshake really, really seamless through using generative AI to not just help write a draft script, but being able to pull information from lots of different places around that client touch point, the journey that we've nurtured for marketing, whether it's the web pages that that, that client's been looking at, whether it's the content of the event that they might have attended, whether it's the information that we've sent them as marketing around a particular case study, for example. So being able to pull all of that information together and then be able to write either the follow-up email from the seller or actually a little script that they can talk to that is totally personalized to that individual client journey. And whereas we've passed all of that information to the seller generally through our marketing automation tools in the past, it's required them to do the work to go into those different systems to actually pull that together, to do the cognitive processing, to figure out what they're going to say. And now what we're able to do is AI is effectively able to bring all of that together, as well as then translate that into either a script or a short email for that seller to use. So making their job much easier for them to do the right thing. So that's the first pilot we're running at the moment. The second one, which I think is really interesting, rightly or wrongly, you know, we're doing quite a bit of planning at the moment in PowerPoint. You know, lots of organisations love using PowerPoint for lots of different things, We're actually using an AI tool to actually pull insight out of hundreds and hundreds of different PowerPoint files to bring insight into a collective model for us to actually be able to inform uh, marketing strategy and planning around intent for where we see opportunities for growth with our clients. So previously, we'd probably have used an analyst to do that for us, being able to analyse all of that and pull it into a model We're actually using the model to put all of that insight out of PowerPoint, hundreds if not thousands of PowerPoint files to actually be able to ask those files questions, to understand kind of segmentation clusters, to inform marketing campaign strategy and planning for next year. So it's really interesting just taking and that's come out of me saying we've got a problem, we'd love to be able to shortcut this work Um, and then using those large language models and artificial intelligence to do that work for us. What sort of tone do you strive to set as a leader? There's a balance between the tone we strive to set and the tone that we do set. So I think it's always something I try and check in on in terms of are we striking the right balance in terms of high performance, but also a human centric culture. Personally, I'm a big believer in striking a balance between confident leadership and humility. And I think certainly in the technology industry, both those things are really important. Because confidence drives execution and enables an organisation to really rally behind a number of core ideas. The second thing though, around humility, I think, is really important in a fast growing industry. I'm really privileged to work with some brilliant technical brains, but you've got to have the humility to understand what you don't know. Understanding where your skills are and understanding where they're not is really important. Can you share a little bit about your personal passions? And how they influence you at work. Firstly, I'm a big believer in having personal passions and particularly personal passions kind of outside of work. I think it's actually the way that we all achieve work-life balance, really. You know, I think if work is the biggest thing in your world, it can sometimes become quite overwhelming. So I'm a biologist by background, a scientist. I kind of love being out in the natural world. So that's kind of one of my main passions is just being inside. sounds very basic and simple, but it really helps balance being inside a lot I'm really passionate about storytelling so I love finding authors or script writers who are just a brilliant storytellers and I think that connects with all of us in a very emotive way doesn't it and then on a very practical level the thing I'm investing lots of time in learning is around wine I love wine I realized about five years ago that I spent a lot of time in wine areas, visiting vineyards, my knowledge was pretty unstructured. So I'm actually going through a series of qualifications in the wine industry, which is very exciting. That brings us to a close. It was an absolute pleasure having you today. Thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us. Thank you. Bye.